Hello everyone, this is Jim at Marketing Beef According to Jim, and I appreciate you tuning in to podcast number 16, Who Would Have Thought? This is about why people buy online, and it should be kind of an interesting one. I'm not going to keep it real long tonight, but I had somebody, I wanted to get on a little bit early, but I had somebody call me and ask me, you know, if there's so many farmers around, everywhere you look, there's farmers why are people still buying online? Why don't they just go to a farmer or why aren't they buying locally or, you know, why are they still buying online? And, um, it was a good question. And I really, was only, there was only one answer for him. And I said, well, think about it. Um, it's really simple. People buy online because nobody's asked them to buy locally. Nobody from the local area has ever come to them and said, Hey, I sell beef. I got this great ranch out, out south of town, north of town. Would you like to buy some of our beef? So people have never asked them that. No one's ever said no. If you're looking for beef, no one has ever said no. I don't want to buy from you. I would much rather buy online from somebody I don't know, from some cow I have no idea where it came from, how it was raised, how it was butchered, how old it was, what it looks like, tastes like. Gosh, I would rather do that than buy local. Duh. Okay. I said, sir, it's as simple as that. Nobody's asked these folks to buy. And these people are everywhere. You're too, I said, people like you are too scared to go ask them to buy. You would rather sit behind a freaking computer and send out emails to people hoping that one of them will latch on and buy from you because you don't want to be face to face and you don't want that, that look them in the eye. You don't want that, that, confrontation in your eyes or in your mind you think is a confrontation, which isn't, you want to bypass all that and you want people to flock to you based on what you wrote on a website or a Facebook page, based on how fancy of a description you have and how wonderful you are and how great your beef is and, and you show pretty pictures and all this stuff. You're hoping all that is going to drag people into your fold and buy all kinds of beef from you. Well, has it worked so far? No. Has it worked for anybody? No, not really. You send enough emails out, you're going to get somebody to respond. If you can't go within a mile or two miles or three miles or go into town and talk to people about buying your beef, you don't have it. You might as well fold up right now and go do something else. If you have the best product in the world, and you've done everything you can to make it the best tasting, healthiest product in the world, who would say no to you? Why would you not go in town and talk to people and ask them to buy your beef? They're already buying beef. They're buying it from the grocery store. They're buying it online. Why? Because nobody's asked them. You know, this just came out today or yesterday as the big beef recall. Wow. Who would have thought? Every what? Three months, four months, five months, there's another beef recall. Why? That's just the way it is. The, the, the conditions of all these cows going through the meat, or the processor, there's listeria, there's salmonella, there's all kinds of diseases happening. There's like, think how many people have touched the beef you're eating before it gets to you. Think about all of the people that, that were all the, the things that your beef is that that beef has gone through from the second it's been on the truck. It's probably been prodded by electrical prod. It's probably this animal stressed out. 
It's stressed out when it smells the blood going up the chute and going in there. It's stressed out seeing the, this gun coming in, shooting him in the head or saluting the throat. It's all these people now are cutting it up. There's probably 20 different people cutting up every part of it. They got blood on their hands from the other sheet or from the other beef they just did. The knives are not clean for every animal. They're not, they don't get a new knife. It's gone through wrapping, packaging, they're trimming. It's gone through the middleman. It's gone through different temperatures, through through shipping. It's it's gone through then to the end user or to the supermarket. He's the supermarket guys touched it, different temperatures, frozen, cold, hot. It's been wrapped, sitting in a in a in a in a counter, looking real pretty. You know, how many people have touched it before it gets to you? And you wonder why there's so much disease in some of this beef? How much how many people have touched the beef that you wouldn't processed yourself and sold to a customer? Now eh, the butcher, one, maybe two if there's two people, two butchers in there. That's it. So again, part of your story is paint a picture. One picture doesn't seem too appetizing to me. The other picture sounds pretty darn good. I don't know how many recalls people have on locally raised beef. Don't I guess I never heard of one. But there's sure a lot from the supermarket. And there's sure a lot from this box beef. You buy a box beef online, let's say it's from a XYZ company. XYZ company did not raise that beef. They just bought it from a processor. Have no idea where that processor bought the beef, where it came from, how it was raised. And you're and they're selling it under their label. And they're making the package look real pretty. And it's real, you know, real nice looking. And they're not selling it cheap, but it's, it comes in a box. Oh, my gosh, look, it's coming in a box, honey. This thing is so great. I get two ribeyes, two T-bones, five pounds of uh, hamburger for 195 bucks. What a bargain. Okay? It's ridiculous. I, I can't emphasize enough to you people who raise products, who raise beef. It just takes you asking local people to buy. It's all it is. And then following up with them, keeping in contact with them. Don't let somebody else come in. It's getting to buy other products from you. I've been through this so many times and people still don't get it. They're still stuck on this website thing and they're stuck on this, this emails and they're stuck on you know, doing everything through the computer and buying clubs and, and uh, all this other stuff. And, you know, if you want a long-term business, you need long-term customers. You need people to buy from you over and over and over and over again and many different things. I don't, and they need to trust you and your beef needs to be the best it can be. They need to know where it comes from. They need to tell the story to, to their friends. Again, if you really compared them side by side, who in the right mind would buy online? You have no idea where that came from. And plus, you have to give your credit card over the phone or over on online. I have to give some stranger I don't even know my credit card. That's a lot of trust. And you all have to do it. You have no idea who you're giving your credit card to. They could be a fake website. They could be selling beef. And they want your credit card. And you're more than willing to give it to them. You have no idea who they are. If someone just called you up and said, I need your credit card, you're not going to do it, right? Oh, wait. 
I'm going to call you up and say, hey, I'm selling you beef. Here's a website. Give me your credit card and I'll send you, I'll send you these cuts. Oh, yeah, great. Okay, wow, this is great, honey. What a convenience. Okay? And you willingly give them your credit card. Does it really make sense? When you can have somebody local, you can go out and pay cash, write a check, do a credit card. You can see them eye to eye. You can see the beef that you're raising, that they raise, that you're buying. You can see everything. And then you can also, you trust them. You can also buy pumpkins, Christmas trees, pork, beef, chicken, um, honey, wine, berries, wood. The list goes on and on. I think I went through 36 or 40 of them in the previous podcast. You know who you're giving your credit card to. You know who you're giving your money to. It's not somebody you don't have a freaking clue, but you sure trust them. But you don't trust the local guy. So you local people, you farmers, you ranchers, you're missing the boat. People want to be contacted to buy food, quality food. And you guys aren't contacting anybody. And you're still relying, I talked to a lot of people, and you're still relying on the internet to do all your sales. Your, your whole future is, is based upon how well you do on the internet. Instead of going out, knocking on doors, talking to people, raising the conversation, you can just start a conversation like, hey, did you hear about the meat recall? Yeah, I've, and yeah, it's pretty bad, isn't it? And you can just start out, yeah, I've, I've raised beef for a lot of years. I've never had recall of my beef. Mine's the healthiest, best beef in the world. Do you know I have a farm right outside, the, right outside of town here and I sell beef? No, yeah. Matter of fact, I got some beef coming up for sale. Would you be interested? Here, maybe i give you a sample, okay? You start a conversation. Where do you normally buy your beef? How do you buy it? How often do you buy it? What are some things that you like? What, did, what do you dislike? Have you ever bought local before? What was your experience? Okay, you're opening a big conversation. These guys are interested. Try having a conversation with a website or with somebody online. You can't. It's just how much do you want to buy and where's your credit card? Trust me. Trust me. You're going to get your beef and I won't do anything with your credit card. It'll just sit there or I'll throw it away. Do you see? How easy this is? Do you see how important it is that you get out there and knock on doors and you start talking to people? And do you see how easy it is to get rid of beef? You got excess beef, knock on a couple more doors than you normally would. You're going to sell it. This time of year, you should be selling holes and halves and getting yourself pre-sold for going into spring. I always sold my beef end of May, June, July, and August because that's when the grass was the most sweetest. And I always figured the meat tastes the best when the grass was had the most sugar in it. And then after that, the quality went down. So I tried to sell as many as I can in that time period in the winter so I can start processing them in the, in the early summer and, and get everybody to get the best quality beef available. And I would advertise, like, hey, you want the best tasting beef and the highest nutrients, buy the halves and holes at the end of May through July. That's when you're going to get the best quality. And then I'd go to town selling that like crazy. I'd be push it, push it, push it. If you want to buy individual beef, look, I'm not selling really individual beef right now, individual cuts. I'm getting rid of holes and halves because I got a limited supply. It's the best beef in the world, and people are knocking at my doors to get it. So I'm trying to, I got really a week to, to, to sell it. So if you want some, give me a deposit, and I'll put your name on one. Okay, make it hard to get. You don't have a thousand head of beef to sell. You, some of you people only have 
you know, 10, 20, or 30 to sell a year. Don't sell it cheap. Don't sell it for a bargain price in some buying club. Don't sell it on the internet because people on the internet are just looking for the best price. They're price shoppers. Do you think if you were to try to go and eat wild, look at all the producers in your state and look at what they're selling it per pound or however they price it? Do you think people are going to the most expensive one and, and clicking on the guy's name? No, they're reading through everything. All right, he's cheap. He's cheap. Oh, this one's only $2 a pound. Well, everybody else is $3.99 a pound. Oh, this is a lot better deal. It's $2 a pound. Didn't know the freaking cow got run over by a tractor last night, right? Or stuck in a, in a manure pit. And that's why he's selling them so cheap or he's got two broken legs. No idea. They're looking through that whole column and picking out the cheapest one they can find. That's a fact. They're not going through and going, you know, this guy is five dollars. He's selling selling a hamburger for ten dollars a pound. This guy's selling it for three. Yep. Guy three is getting all my business. You know, they're not they're not looking at the ten dollar pound. It may be the best, highest quality beef guy to ever put on this earth. Doesn't matter. It's a number. They you don't you can't describe your your beef on those kind of places. No one can come out and see it. Nobody can see your farm. No one's gonna buy from you again on a different product. They're just strictly going for the lowest price. Why do you think these people are going online? One, because you never asked them to buy to begin with and they're looking for the cheapest price. Not, and, these, and I'll tell you what, these people have no idea how you raise beef. So they don't know there's different ways you can raise beef. They don't know there's corn silage and there's corn and there's byproducts and there's ethanol byproducts. They don't know about shots. They don't know about insecticides. They don't know about synthetic uh, fertilizer. They don't know about all the poisons and the chemicals uh, compared to, they don't know about grass-fed beef. They don't know any of that stuff. You know, what I always find kind of funny is, Someone says, um, you, the farmers just tell me, never let your cows graze on your, uh, on your uh, lawn. Don't ever let them eat the lawn grass. And I'm like, why? Well, because there's usually a bunch of chemicals and fertilizer spreading out every year. You don't want the cows to get sick. And I'd look at them like, you're freaking kidding me, right? What do you think you put on your freaking farm every year? Same thing, just in bigger supply. I mean, it just made no sense to me whatsoever. Don't eat my lawn grass and don't, it's just, don't take your lawn clippings from your mower and give it to the cows because there's maybe chemicals all inside that, that grass. Duh. What do you think you just cut with your mower out in the, out in the hay field? You tell me you didn't put any chemicals on the alfalfa or the clover or the, or the rye. I watched you. Of course you did. You sprayed all kinds of stuff to get rid of bugs, weeds. You wanted your field to look nice and pretty. I had weeds in my, in my alfalfa, and once you got it cut, the cows ate it all. Sometimes that iron weed's really good. They, they enjoy it if they'd actually try and eat it. But don't let these people fool you. But customers that buy beef have no idea. They don't know. I seen a neighbor of mine when I had a farm on uh, my ranch over in southeast Iowa. The, the truck would pull up from Quaker Oats and General Mills and dump off all kinds of Twinkies and Ho-Hos and apple pies and all kinds of starchy, sugary stuff. Wrappers and all, they throw it in a hay binder and grind it all up, and that would be filler for the cows. They didn't want to give as much hay or alfalfa to or corn to the cows, so they use it as a filler. Mmm, that tastes good. Again, but let's box it up, put it in a pretty package, and people buy it. Compared to you brought a customer out to your farm, and you showed them 
all the Twinkies and all the Ho-Hos and all the pies and all the other crap into a hay binder ground up. Then you combine corn and all kinds of stuff with it and you feed it to your cows. They're probably going to walk away. They say, I ain't buying this crap. This is grody. Why would I want to buy that? Well, they can sure buy it because the website online, because the website says great quality beef. Look at, look at my pretty farm. You know, they show cows out in a field, but they have no idea how that cow was, that cow was, was raised. So you need local people to educate, show people how, how cows were really raised, how your beef is, how it was raised, why it's the highest quality, and you'll never lose your customer. They're not going to go anywhere else. First of all, your neighbor who sells beef isn't going to go through all this. He's not going to be aggressive. He's not going to have the energy. He's not going to do everything possible and go talk to people. I'm telling you not. There's very few people within a section that will be willing to do this. You do it. Get yourself known. Be proactive. Have the energy. The money will follow. Your customers will follow. You'll have customers for life. Guaranteed. Don't make this hard. Again, what you produce is the best quality beef in the world. Compared to what other, how other people buy, you've got it made. It's just you guys. It's all up to you. You guys decide how you want to sell it. If you're too uncomfortable going out and selling it to customers and you'd rather just worry about it online, then so be it. That's the way you want to do it. That's your business, and that's, that's just the way you're, you're going to run your operation. Fine. But if you really want to be at the pinnacle of your career, the pinnacle of your business and be known and have a great reputation of quality and you got longevity, you've got customers for life, you got people that would never think about buying somewhere else, you're inviting them out for farm tours, you're inviting them out for barbecues, they're also buying pumpkins, they're buying Christmas trees, they're buying wreaths, they're buying candles, they're buying all the stuff that you're going to offer them, then do it the way I'm, I'm asking you to do it. To me, it's one or the other. There is no way to, or you can just pack them all up and take them to the sale barn and you can sit there and bitch and cry to your wife or your husband and say, these guys are screwing us. Look at, I'm only getting this so much, a dollar, a dollar two a pound. Jeez. You know, my cutoff or my break evens, a buck 85, I'm only getting a dollar two. You know, that's what a lot of people do. Then they go right back and buy more cows and, and start up again. And they go, well, next year will be different. I'll get more money next year. I promise you. I'll cut costs. And the only way they can make money is by cutting costs. You know, you can only cut so far. You know, you can't cut costs your way into a profit or making a living. You've got to make money on the retail end. And that's having long-term customers. Long-term customers is the only way to do it. You cannot continue to get new customers year after year after year after year and rely on that and forget about your other customers. They have other money to spend. Not feasible. They want to buy from you. New customers will be the death of you. They, they honestly will. You can add new customers every year, but if you're relying on getting new customers every year and, and not selling your old customers, you might as well hang it up. So those are things I wanted to say tonight. Uh, actually, to make the podcast kind of shorter tonight, I appreciate you listening. Just remember, you guys have a great product. Just let people know about it face-to-face, mano-a-mano. Okay, you guys are offering something to people that they need, want, love, and desire. And there's enough online sales out there to prove what I'm saying. The only reason they're buying online is because you haven't asked them to buy 
from you. So again, if you want to get a hold of me, I'm at 319-213-4672. Or you can get on my uh, Facebook page, which is Marketing Beef According to Jim. Give me a call. Give me an email. Give me an instant message. Send me a letter. Send me a singing telegram. Whatever it is you want to do, uh, give me a call. I'll be glad to help you. I'm going to be setting up seminars uh, for 2023. If you're interested in, in me putting one on somewhere near you, give me a call or let me know. Um, but I'll be doing this week and next week, the next couple of weeks, setting up uh, different locations. But again, call me at 319-213-4672. And I do seriously appreciate you listening. And I wish you all the very best of luck going into this fall.